Yo everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this newest episode of Fireside Talks. I hope you enjoy, I hope you're blessed, and I hope you're encouraged. And remember to sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk and discuss about anything and everything that comes to mind. Yo, what is up you guys? Coming at you with another episode of Fireside Talks. Last episode we got talking about asking the question, where does our help come from? Where do we get our help? Do we get it from culture? Do we get it from our friends, our family? Um, do we get it from uh, random people sometimes? Uh, where does our true help come from? And answering that question that comes from God and His power and His spirit within you. Um, for this episode, I wanted to go ahead and address a specific story in the Bible. We can find this story in John 4, verse 5 through 26. And I'll go ahead and read over it, and it'll be kind of like an uh, um, audiobook kind of setting. I'll try to get my best um, reading voice out <laughs> to help not hopefully hopefully not to put you asleep um because i don't want to do that because we have a whole podcast to go through so i'd rather read this and you'd stay awake for the rest of it (laughs) but jesus and the samaritan woman starting in verse 5 eventually he came to the samaritan village of sikar near the field that jacob gave to his son joseph jacob's well was there and jesus tired from the long walk sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews to refuse to have anything to do with Samaritans at the time. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew. And I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestors Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? 
while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped. Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Starting off in verse 13 through 14, we mustn't rely on just earthly happiness to fulfill our needs. For it will only last a little bit, but indulging in the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, will encourage us to live for more than just this life alone, and more for the life God promised to all of us. Just like Jesus said in verse 13 and 14, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. It's a hint into understanding that what we have on this earth, the things that bring us happiness, only last for as long as this earth lasts. But God, through his son Jesus, gave us far more than what we can imagine. Far more than what we thought we needed. And that was an eternal life with him. Not only living for this life, but living a life in heaven as well. Jumping down to verse 15, the woman saying, Please, sir, give me this water then I will never be thirsty again and won't have to come here to get water. We are at first introduced into God's family, but in doing so are purified of wrong ideas, bad thoughts, and sin issues. It starts with her saying, Please, sir, give me this water, but goes into Jesus addressing some issues that needed to be sanded down, cut off, chipped away, in order to fully see the path created in front of every single one of us. When we choose to follow Christ, when we choose to love Him, our sin and our habits and our wrongdoings will begin to be shown to us through Him so we will truly understand who we are to be. And then jumping down to verse 19 through 24, which says, Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at the mountain of Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Then, of course, going into Jesus' reply 
about how the mountain is not the only place to worship, uh, Jerusalem is not the only place to worship, but the people who worship in spirit and in truth, ultimately understanding the fact that church is not the only place to worship God. We worship God in our everyday life by what we say and how we live. Yes, being with the body of Christ, being with the body of believers helps encourage and helps strengthen, but ultimately is not the only place that Christ dwells. If church is only kept within the building, the word of God is going nowhere. But it is until we bring what we teach and what we learn and what we feel and what we have seen within the church to everyone around us is when we begin to see breakthroughs, is when we begin to see lives being changed. In life, we will have moments where we become calloused by life and forget God and who we are in Him. But He will at times approach you to help address issues. Just like in our lesson of our small group from the course Renew, from the amazing Bevere family, John Bevere, if you ever get a chance to look him up, he's one of those guys that if he just walks into a room, it'll light the whole place up. <laughs> but he pointed out something in the first lesson of the course, explaining the analogy of a garden. His son has said that our minds are more botanical rather than mechanical. And John Bevere had followed it up with how him and his father used to be out in the garden. And when he would look into the garden, he'd see dandelions and think, oh, wow, those are, those are pretty. And his dad would say, no, those are what we're pulling up. Those are dandelions. Those are weeds. And further explained that sometimes we will have habits, we will have mindsets, we will have thoughts, we will have heart postures, we will have understandings, values, and stuff like that that seem really nice and really cool and have a lot of momentum behind it on the surface but when we get into the core we better understand that these mindsets are more weeds than flowers hurting us rather than building us up ultimately thinking you didn't think the mindsets and habits you created were that bad but the more time you spend with god the more you will realize the truth of what is underlyingly hurting, really hurting you and distracting you from what God has for your life, the success, and what he has planned for you. So to wrap it all up, let me give you some actions to take this week. Take time today to be with God. Read God's word and truly have that well moment with him. Just like the Samaritan woman found breakthrough by having this well moment with Jesus, have that same well moment with God. Address the issues in your life. Address those sin issues, those habits. Address those mindsets and those heart postures that have been hurting you. Didn't realize were hurting you, but all in all were distracting you, keeping you away from what God has planned for your life. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in to this episode of Fireside Talks. Always remember my social medias, Facebook, Jake Greenwald, Fireside Talks, Instagram, Fireside Talks underscore 01, Snapchat, Fireside Talks, Twitter, at Talks Fireside, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel where I pray for you every single morning, Fireside Talks Prayer. Go check it out. Go subscribe. I love you guys. 
You guys have an amazing, amazing week. And remember throughout this week to have your well moment with God. Sit down, take time to talk with him, discuss things, talk over what needs to be chiseled, what needs to be chipped, and what needs to be built in your life. Love you guys. Have an amazing week. And I will see you guys later on. Yo, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Fireside Talks. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were blessed. I hope you got a lot out of it. And always remember to sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk and discuss about anything and everything that comes to mind.